Hello and welcome back to God's Pathway to Life for You. I'm your host Dave and today we're going to talk about Ephesians chapter 3. Well, I'm glad you returned to the podcast and we're, we're doing pretty good on numbers. We're getting a lot of listeners and our numbers are growing. So please uh, be sure and share the podcast with someone else so we can uh, continue to grow in numbers. And remember, we grow in uh, grace and understanding and knowledge in a group. So remember to always go to church, find a good church to attend. And that's how you grow in grace and knowledge and understanding of the Lord is with other Christians. Okay, so like I said, today we're going to talk about Ephesians chapter 3. So uh, I don't like to keep you too long, so let's dive right in. Ephesians chapter 3. Uh, get your Bibles out and let's get ready. Ephesians 3. For this cause I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ, for you Gentiles, if ye have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God which is given me to you, word, how that by revelation he made known unto me the mystery as I wrote afore in few words, whereby when ye read ye may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ, which in other ages was not made known unto the sons of men, as it is now revealed unto his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit, that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs, and of the same body, and partakers of his promise in Christ by the gospel, whereof I was made a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given unto me by the effectual working of his power. Unto me, who am less than the least of all saints, is this grace given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ, and to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world hath been hid in God, who created all things by Jesus Christ, to the intent that now unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God according to the eternal purpose, which he purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence by the faith of him. Wherefore I desire that ye faint not at my tribulations for you, which is your glory. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. Unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. Boy, Paul can really, uh, he really lays it out pretty simple. I mean, if you sit there and play that over and over again, just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, over and over again, you start to get that understanding of what he's talking about. You know, what, what What I'm doing with the Bible is just scratching the surface. I mean, we're, we're just, you know, just wiping the dust away. We're not even getting into the bread and butter of the actual word. I'm not that uh, fully trained in the word to take you that far. And see, that's why it's important to get uh, an understanding. And see, that uh, once you get an understanding, you realize that there's more to be learned and that's why you seek out other christians who have more knowledge and you bounce ideals and 
things that you're getting from the Bible from them, and they help guide you and direct you in the way you need to go. You know, the Bible says that <clears throat> other Christians sharpen other Christians. That's how you keep yourself sharp. So, like I said, what I'm doing is just, you know, we're just rudimentary, just a very elementary uh, Bible study, I guess you would say, that we're just, you know, just barely wiping the dust away. We're not even digging into the Bible. You know, we're trying to, but at some area, at some point, we're in our walk, we're going to deepen in understanding. And then he mentions that in here. So let's go ahead and get going. So, for the cause, I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ, for you Gentiles, so right off the bat, you know, Paul's saying that he's a prisoner of Jesus Christ. You know, I think at the time he was in jail or in prison in Rome or or, or, or sometimes, but that's not what he's talking about. He's, he's not talking about being a prisoner in Rome or being a prisoner at, at the time. He's saying he's a prisoner of Jesus Christ. You know, uh, he's in bondage to, to Jesus for what Jesus did for Paul, for saving him. And he's in bondage for Jesus for the message given to the Gentiles. And that's what he means. For this cause, I, Paul. And when you see the word for, that's a connecting word. And that chapter 2 that was that we studied last time, all that that we studied last time, he's talking about, I said all that for this. This cause, I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ for you Gentiles. And Gentiles, if you're not a Jew... You would, you're a Gentile. So when you hear, when you see Gentile in the Bible and you're not a, a Jew, that means you. If you have heard of the dispensations of the grace of God which he given me towards you. Okay, so last time I, I briefly talked about the dispensation, how there's a timeline in, in the Bible or a timeline of understanding in, in the world and stuff like that. And that when Christ died, that there is a, a wedge inserted into the timeline, and that's the church age. Okay, so, you know, I, I looked into it a little, a little more, and there's uh, some information out there on the Internet about the dispensations of the church age or the errors of time. And it's really how God dealed with mankind. And so, like, w there's like seven of them. And so there's the age of innocence, and that would have been... When uh, Adam and Eve were in the garden, and when they got uh, rejected from the garden, then you have the age of conscience. And then uh, after the age of conscience, you have the age of civil government. And then after that, you have the patriarchal, or the promise, the age of the promise. And then it comes after that. There, there's different times. They begin and they end at certain times. And so at the end of the patriarchal came the Mosaic law, or the law, the age of the law. And then after that came the age of the church, or the grace. And then after this age comes the revelations, or the millennial kingdom. It, that's what comes after the age of grace would be the millennial kingdom. Then it eternal state, or the final fades off into uh, eternity forever. And that's why I say, you know, we're in our last block of time. See, we're in the uh, church age, which is the last block of time before the millennial kingdom. So, you know, reading the Bible, getting an understanding, you find all that information out. So 
when he's talking about if if you have heard of dispensations of the grace of God which is given towards me towards you, that's what he's talking about. He's talking about how God broke th- everything up in a time and deals with man at, at differently at different points in time. And uh, see, right now it, we're in the age of grace, so. God has grace for mankind and love for mankind and deals with this in a different way. When you read in the Old Testament, uh, there are some guys that did wrong in God's sight, and uh, God uh, killed them right there. He just dropped them right there and didn't want no more to do with them. So be thankful that you live in the age of grace, because if you lived any other different time, it, when you refuse to answer God or walk with God, he would just kill you and be done with you and go on down the road because he ain't got time to waste. But now that you live in the age of grace and be thankful that you're born in the time of grace, that you have grace and love and you can always turn to God and he'll always be there for you. He's never going to He's never gonna forsake you. Okay, so that's the dispensation. That's what he's talking about. He's talking about how God dealt with mankind differently and how that by revelations he may be known to me the mystery as i wrote before in few words whereby when you read you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of christ okay so there's a mystery of the bible one of the mysteries of the bible and we're going to get into this in which the ages of what's made known to the sons of men is is now revealed to the holy holy apostles and prophesied by the Spirit. Okay, so which in our ages was not made known to the sons of men. So when they, you see the sons of men, you're talking about uh, regular folks, just people. When the age, of, back in the ancient times, it wasn't made known to, to the people as it is not revealed to his holy, holy apostles. See, the, the Holy Spirit revealed the mystery to the apostles so they had understanding of the mystery and the mystery is that god had intended for the church age that he was going to bring the age of grace and that there was going to be salvation offered to verse 6 that the gentiles shall be fellow heirs and of the same bodies and partakers of his promise in christ by the gospel the death burial and resurrection of Christ. That's what the gospel is. When you see by the gospel, they're talking about the death, resurrection, burial, and eternal life, resurrection and eternal life of Jesus Christ. So the mystery was the fact that God was going to give us the grace era, that wedge that he placed in there in the timeline. And that salvation is offered to who? The Gentiles. And who did I tell you the Gentiles were? That were you. Because you're not a Jew. But you're a Gentile. If you're, if you're not a Jewish person, you're a Gentile. And now you're fellow heirs of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ by the, the gospel. Man, that ought to be some great news to you, knowing that, you know, God has offered you salvation. That's why I'm saying, you know, you got an opportunity to bring God into your life and be a part of him and, and make your life, give your life over to Christ and really grow in grace and knowledge and, and, and grow close to God. So we're in the seven. Wherefore I was made a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given to me by an effectual workings of his power. That's what I'm saying. You know, God puts things in, God works through people. And if you're listening to this podcast, 
then God is trying to work with you, and he's trying to give you understanding in the best way that he, he can. This is kind of like, you know, uh, Bible, uh, Bible studies for dummies, because I'm a, I'm a dummy. I don't, I'm not a super intelligent person. I'm not really smart. And I, I stumble when I read, and so that's why I used a little uh, uh, automated voice to do the Bible things. That way you can get a good understanding without me struggling or stumbling through the words. So wherefore I'm made a minister in the gift of the grace of God to give it to me in effectual works of his power. And what he's saying is that he was a, a servant. Minister means servant according to the gift of God. See, everything, the gift of grace of God given to me by effectual workings of his power. God works through people. God is working through Paul. He describes in how God is working through him in that, in that verse. Eight, to me, who am I less than least of all the saints, Remember, when he was not uh, an apostle, he was going down there looking for Christians and, and taking them out and killing them, or running them through court and putting them in prison. Because, see, he was wrong because he thought he was doing right by God. And there's a lot of people out there that they believe in their heart that they're doing right. You know, when they're ripping statues down, when they're, defacing a monument when when they're uh, not obeying the law when they're looting and raping and pillaging and uh, destroying and and their mindset you got to remember in their mindset they're doing what is right because they believe someone's being oppressed so they're responding or reacting and not responding so they're reacting to these emotions that they have and some of these people because of the the COVID-19 have been cooped up inside their house for two or three months. And so they're, you know, they have all this pent-up rage, and they don't know what to do with it, and so that they're, they're lashing out. Paul thought he was doing right by the Lord, and he was going through out and uh, arresting Christians, killing them, putting them in prison, and, getting them, and, and torturing them. And then that's when Jesus uh, called them on the road to Damascus, and he said, Saul, Saul, or Paul, or Saul, why do you persecute me? You know, why you persecute the church? Because the church is, you know, the church is not a building sitting on a corner with the steeple and the cross on top. No, the church is the people that attend the church. The church is just the church house that houses the church. The church are the living people, the Christians that, uh, that read their Bible, that go to church, that try to live life as God intended them to live. That's the church. And to me, uh, who am I least? Because that's why he's saying he's the least, because he was a killer of Christians. It is this grace given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. You know, understanding God and his riches and his glory and the things that he do, it's, it, I mean, it, it, we could take two or three lifetimes to try to get understanding. You know, it's, it's so immense. I mean, there's so much there. There's so much there. You know, that's why I'm saying we're just brushing the top, bust, knocking the dust off of it. There's so much more there to be offered. After we get through Ephesians, you could always go back and read it again, and then it'll, get, it'll come alive to you. It'll, it'll, it'll talk to you in a different way. Uh, we're on to verse 9. And to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery, the church, which... From the beginning of the world has been hidden in God who created all things by Jesus Christ. 10. 
to the intent that now to the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God. Manifold wisdom of God. Manifold is a word that means taking from one thing and taking it to a higher level or bringing it, you know, something from a higher level down to us. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of like a, a, a conduit. So when it says to the intent now to the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church that's manifold the wisdom of God. And see, the church, if we do our job right, we will show people the wisdom of God. We will show God. We, we will be Christ-like. People will see Jesus in you. Now, I could, I'm, I'm going to give you a short, a short little story of, of that, of Jesus. You know, you, you hear that all the time. Let people see Jesus in you. You know, it's like a little catchphrase. Okay, I always thought that was a little catchphrase, and you know, never really understood it. Okay, it actually happened to me. It actually happened to me. One time I was in the store, and I was talking to a man about Jesus. And, you know, I don't normally, you know, I, I, I just started on the walk, Christian walk. I was probably maybe, I don't know, maybe two and a half years or maybe three years into my Christian walk. And I was telling people about Jesus because as a Christian, that's our number one job. That's our first job. That's our first priority. When you wake up in the morning, you know, it, you're thinking about, as a Christian, who am I going to tell about Jesus? Who is the Lord going to put in my life today that I can tell about Jesus? Well, anyways, I was telling this man about Jesus, and then he, uh, he after I got done talking to him, he said, you know, I've never met somebody who is so confident, so humble, so peaceable, so meek. And, and he started describing characteristics of Jesus. I knew, I knew from who I am that I knew he wasn't describing me because I know I'm impatient, rude, and vulgar. And, you know, I knew who I was. Those, you know, old, old characteristics that I used to hang on to. So I, you, you know what I'm talking about. I knew he wasn't talking about me, and and then it didn't dawn on me till after I I kind of smiled when he said that to me. I said, "Well, thank you." I said, "That's nice to say," and 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 uh, I, I finished talking to him and I went out the door. But it wasn't later on that it came back to me, and I thought about that situation, and I thought, you know, when that guy was describing things, he was describing characteristics of Jesus. Now I'm not bragging and say, "Oh, look at me because I got Jesus beaming through me. I'm 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 blinding light over here. I'm a shining beacon." No. I'm saying that for one split second when I was talking to somebody about Jesus, I actually became a conduit and Jesus actually flowed through me to this gentleman. And this man was been looking for he was reading little bible pamphlets he was reading little bible things he had a little tiny bible i mean he the guy was starving for the word of god he was starving for the word of god i happen to carry a bible in the truck that i can give away and i i advocate that you buy a bible a paperback bible keep it in your car keep it in a gym bag keep it some place that you take everywhere with you when you go and that one day you may run across this person that's you see him looking for every little piece of word of scripture to read just anything that person's starving for the word of god god is 
place that faith in their heart like I described. And now he's starving, he's spiritually starving, and his body knows it, and he understands it. And that's why he was trying to read every little scripture, every little piece of scrap of, of out of word of God that he can find. So I ran out to the truck, and I took him the Bible, and I said, hey, look, I got this one. It's a, you know, a, a paperback Bible, you know, it, and I'll give it to you. I said, and he asked me, well, what do you want for us? I said, oh, nothing, nothing. I said, you know, just uh, that you get understanding. And do you know what? Uh, uh, later on, I go back to this store after about three or four months, and the man's father pulls me over to the side, and he said, man, I just want to thank you. I said, oh, yeah, what for? And he said, my son. He goes, you, you changed my son's life. But I didn't change his son's life. Jesus changed his life. God had already placed the seed in there. The man was starving for the word of God. I just, hap- I just happened to give him what he was starving for. You know, I just happened to have the Bible. But anyways, he took the Bible, read it, got understanding, changed his life, and not only changed his life, changed his little brother's life because his, he, he started going back to church, but his little brother started going back to the church, and he started reading the Bible too. So sharing the Word of God, and see, that's what uh, Paul's talking about, being an ambassador of Jesus Christ. And if you made your statement of faith, if you want to stay out of hell's fire, that's what I'm saying. You have work to do. Are you, are you doing your work? Are you punching your spiritual time clock? Or, or are you on a spiritual disability? And, and you're getting, you just want the spiritual rewards, but none of the spiritual work. And, and that's what I'm saying. Oh, we're at my 22 minutes. But we really need to try to focus on putting God on our life, working with Jesus, allowing Jesus to be in the conduit to, to flow through us, to share the word of God. Now, church, Bible, and Christians, they're all the time talking about how you can be saved, how you can be saved. Yeah, that's great. I'm, I'm great that you signed up and you, and you decided to be saved. But the second part of that they always forget that everybody never talks about is repentance. Removing things out of your life that it doesn't align with the Bible, that doesn't align with God's viewpoint. Removing those things, you know, because that's why Jesus is working on you. Know, that's why he's changing you. To re- so you could get those things, remove them out of your life, but... It's not your power that does this. It's not your ability. It's your ability to sit in the passenger seat and your ability to do nothing and to allow God to flow through you so you can get these things in your life and remove them out of your life because it's God that does it because it's his effectual workings of his power. Okay, so we, I kind of ran out of time. I think we stopped at, let's see... Uh, Mind, make things all see to fellowship, working behind uh, things hidden in Christ for all things in Jesus to attend down the principalities and the purpose according to the eternal purpose which he purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord in whom we have boldness and access with confidence by faith to him. And see, that's, that's, that's where we're probably going to end in verse 12. Uh, confidence in, uh, by faith in him. You know, boldness, that that that's telling you 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 have boldness whom we have boldness and access of confidence by faith of him you know god has given you the the tools that you need to defeat the things in your life that you need to defeat praying understanding getting them out of your life that that's that's your work you know you, you 
You got to work. Remember, we're trying to exercise these spiritual muscles. Okay, that's uh, 2024. Okay, so I'd like to say a prayer right now. Lord, our Father, our Heaven, and Jesus, Lord, King, and Savior, uh, please apply what we learned today. Please give my listeners a, a stillness of mind to get understanding and to apply what we learned today and to try to help them to be an ambassador and share the Word of God with somebody so they too can be saved because we're living in these uh, light, uh, last times, the, the age of grace, and we're coming to the very end of the age of grace. So, Lord, I just pray that you give these listeners a uh, Wisdom, understanding, boldness to share the word of God, and confidence to share the word of God this week, Lord. And uh, all these things I ask in Jesus' name I pray, amen. Okay, I hope that helps with you guys and gives you strength and boldness to get out there and share the word of God with somebody. And God has placed this person already in, in your life. You know who this person is. So go ahead and reach out and don't be afraid because it's, it's, it gets scary the first time. Everything you do for the very first time is scary. But after you break the ice, it gets a lot easier. Trust me, I'm up to 12, 13 podcasts, I think, and it, these are getting a little easier. Okay, I'd like to go ahead and say the prayer of uh, salvation for someone that's lost and willing to repent and turn from their sinful ways and to seek Jesus. So uh, that's the only way to be a good Christian, to have a repented life. Okay, here we go. Uh, dear Lord Jesus, I admit that I'm a sinner. I admit that my sins separate me from you. I need your forgiveness. I believe that you died on the cross for my sins and God raised you from the dead. I choose today by faith to invite you into my heart and to take control of my life and to be my Lord and Savior. I willingly choose to turn from sin and to turn to you. Please forgive me for all my sins. Wash me clean and give me a home in heaven with you when I die. Change me and make me a new man and help me now to live for you. In Jesus' name I pray. Okay, so remember to have a repented to life, because if you don't repent, have a repented to life, then you're wasting everybody's time. Okay, I got a call to action. Uh, I've got some stickers for the podcast, so if you'd like to have a sticker for your uh, car, truck, window, mirror, lunchbox, locker, uh, send me an email address and I'll send you a sticker. And uh, remember, being an ambassador of Christ is sharing the Word of God. And if you share the podcast with somebody and they hear us talk about the Word of God, you're basically sharing the Word of God. So share the podcast and you'll be able to share the Word of God with other people. And if you want to go to the website, we have a website. It's godpathwaytolife.faith, godspathwaytolife.faith for viewing and leaving prayer requests. So go check it out today. And remember, if you're having a difficult time, if you're struggling or having some deep, bad thoughts, or just need someone to talk to, you send me an email. I'll be willing to help you out. Maybe we can work on your pro problem together. Okay, I invite you to church at uh, Facebook Live on Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time, and again at 6.30 uh, Central Standard Time, and again on Wednesday night at 7, 8, 7 p.m. And if you come, would you put in the comment section that you're from the podcast? Okay, and if you'd like to donate to the church, I'm asking for South Heights Baptist Church. There is now a donate link in the website, God's Pathway to Life.Faith. There is a clickable link in the detailed description box for the podcast, so check it out today. And check out the detailed description box for all links and email information. Okay, that's all I had for today. And remember to say something nice to somebody you don't know because God said we are all strangers too and He loved us so. Your friend in Christ, Dave. Bye.